This is the Read to Lead podcast, episode 113. Hey, everybody. This is Jay Baer, president of Convince and Convert and author of the New York Times bestselling business book, Utility. You are listening to my pal Jeff Brown on the Read to Lead podcast, where leaders read and readers lead. One of the hardest things to grasp for someone lacking experience being interviewed is knowing when to stop talking. The tendency is to want to say too much. Welcome to the Read to Lead podcast with Jeff Brown. Jeff believes that if you desire to achieve true success in business and in life, then consistent and intentional reading is a must. The Read to Lead podcast will not only help you narrow this ever-important reading list, but also bring you key insights and valuable feedback from some of today's most successful and inspiring authors. And now, here's Jeff. Hi there, I am Jeff, and I would like to welcome you to the podcast that is dedicated to your personal and professional growth topic of leadership is always a central core part of our discussion each episode, but we also dig into things like personal development, productivity, career, business, marketing, and entrepreneurship. In fact, it's marketing and entrepreneurship I want to dig into a little bit today. Normally, we welcome the author of a recently released business book. Today's episode, though, is a solo episode because I want to talk to you about how to crush your next media interview. There was a time when a stage or platform had to be borrowed by the person with the talent and only with permission. You know, if you wanted to sing for a living, you had to get in the good graces of those in control of signing you a record deal. If you wanted to write for a living, same thing. You had to get signed by a publisher. When I started out in radio, you had to get into the good graces of your program director. And you may you may spend several weeks or months just what they call running the board and, and you know, being the person behind the controls, but not allowed to turn on the microphone until someone deems you worthy uh, to do that. And those fortunate enough to be given this kind of a platform kept it on the condition that they continued to make the gatekeepers, those in control, happy, making them money, making them look good, whatever criteria they chose to use. And in many ways, this model is still in play, of course, but as more of us make a choice to start a side business, become a solopreneur, a freelance blog or vlog, uh, start a podcast or any other type of, of content creation, our ability to leverage larger, more traditional platforms has been strengthened. In other words, the more successful your solo endeavors become, the higher the demand for your presence as a guest, not only on blogs and podcasts, but traditional stages like radio, TV, and in mainstream magazines. And with this increased potential for exposure comes an increased importance in one's ability to communicate a message clearly and convincingly, and often in mere minutes. So with that in mind, as a former professional broadcaster, I want to present to you my four best tips to help ensure you crush your next media interview. You knock it out of the park. Number one is to adapt your style to the situation. In the new book, Steal the Show, author Michael Port, who was on this very show just a few weeks ago, he's a former professional actor, says it's possible to adopt different styles of behavior and still be authentic. He and I talked about that very thing. You may remember that. He says, quote, we win when we present the best parts of ourselves, but not every part of ourselves. 
We succeed when we amplify the parts of our personalities that match the needs of the moment, and we set aside but don't hide the parts of ourselves that don't. In other words, if your interviewer is one whose style is thoughtful, sophisticated, and deliberate, take note to couch your answers in a similar tone and style. If your normal style is to, say, shoot from the hip or to be animated and whimsical and you don't make an effort to adjust, you may, Michael says, cause conflict, alienate people, and limit your ability to excel. It is possible to adopt different styles of behavior styles the moment calls for, and still be authentic to your true self. Number two is to understand why you were chosen for this interview in the first place. Oftentimes, the initial reasons you were sought out will be obvious, as the person extending the invitation will likely communicate as much during the ask. Even then, though, there may have been assumptions made on their part about your background, experience, or your level of expertise. In some cases, a pre-interview will be scheduled, and the pre-interview, of course, is your opportunity to get clear on what's expected from the specific questions you'll be asked to the amount of time you'll be given to respond. Now, in the absence of a pre-interview, ask to be given the interview questions in advance. Now, some interviewers don't want to do this, uh, but I would encourage you to insist that they do so. And I've actually heard some say that this is the mark of an amateur. A comment like this one is, is pretty common. If they can't think on their feet, then they're not enough of an expert to begin with. Well, I disagree with that. A professional interviewer will understand that you are genuinely concerned with bringing the most value you can to their audience. And that's why you ask to see the questions. You want to do the best job you can. That doesn't mean that you're not enough of an expert or not a professional. At least not in my eyes anyway. And I think not in the eyes of most quality interviewers. Number three is avoid the temptation to tell all. One of the hardest things to grasp for someone lacking experience being interviewed is knowing when to stop talking. The tendency is to want to say too much. It is a fine line uh, because you're thinking, well, if I share too little, I risk frustrating my interviewer's audience. If I share too much, then I risk uh, their audience sort of looking for the exit, so to speak. I think the sweet spot is to rehearse succinct answers to the questions you anticipate being asked. If the interviewer wants more, don't worry, they'll ask for it. So err on the side of shorter answers and leave it to the interviewer to pull out more if need be. And finally, compliment your interviewer. You will quickly endear yourself to your interviewer when you genuinely take advantage of any moments to shine the spotlight on them. In my last interview that I did with Jay Bear a couple of weeks ago in episode 112, he began a response to one of my early questions with something like, thanks very much, Jeff. I appreciate you acknowledging that. Now, with that brief remark, he helped communicate to my listeners that I'd done my homework and that I'd prepared better than average questions, all of which made me feel good and excited for the rest of the interview to come. Now, at the same time, avoid the tired That's a great question at the beginning of any interview response. It's so overused, it's become sort of the equivalent of what I call audio wallpaper. Most times it sounds less like a genuine compliment and more like a stall tactic as the interviewee is trying to sort out their answer in their mind. 
There are certainly many more tips related to this that I could share, but these are four of my top tips for crushing your next media interview. Now, being interviewed, no doubt, can be intimidating, whether with traditional media like radio, TV, or print, or even non-traditional outlets like a podcast or a blog. The interviewer is looking for you to share your experiences and expertise with their audience as clearly and as succinctly as you can. Now, if you'll consistently follow these four tips... I believe you'll not only achieve your own goals, but that of the interviewer as well, which, of course, greatly increases the likelihood that you'll be invited back or referred for other potential interviews. As you build your brand and create content and attempt to expand your platform, I know that media interviews are definitely going to be a part of that process. I hope you found these tips helpful. If you have any of your own tips to share, feel free to forward those to me to jeff at readtoleadpodcast.com. To add your name to the notifications list for when Read to Lead University, the membership site opens, just text the word university to 33444 if you're in the States. Otherwise, just make sure you're on our mailing list and you can sign up for that anytime at readtoleadpodcast.com. Thank you to the GTB in iTunes for a five-star rating and review calling Read to Lead a wonderful podcast. I really appreciate that. If you'd like to leave a rating and review, a couple of places you can do that, readtoleadpodcast.com slash iTunes if you listen to us there, or readtoleadpodcast.com slash Stitcher. Well, that does it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I look forward to seeing you next time for the Read to Lead podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the Read to Lead podcast. As a subscriber, we challenge you to be more than just a passive listener. Become a vital member of the community. Visit us on the web at readtoleadpodcast.com. Until next time, remember, leaders read and readers lead. Read to Lead.